Welcome, everyone. My name is Thomas Steininger. I welcome you to Radiovolve, our global webcast for consciousness and culture. I'm very happy to have with me Kejal Salva and Ashok Krishan, Krishnan from Mumbai, India. Kejal, Ashok, welcome to Radiovolve. Hello, Thomas. Thank you so much, Thomas. Thank you for having us. It's great to have you. Uh, both of you are are part of a youth movement in Mumbai, which is called the Blue Ribbon Movement. And you're in the middle of a campaign, a campaign for deep democracy, a model that you're using, Sun, that you have uh, learned uh, from uh, Mohan, a, a teacher and a Gandhian activist uh, who uh, developed this for many years and worked uh, in tribal villages in India, and it's a model of deep democracy that works with consensus. And I find it fascinating to see how deep forms of democracy are not only developing in India, but also originating in India. Because when you think about democracy, at least from a European perspective, you think about Greece and Europe, but uh, that's, uh, that's in itself is a colonial perspective on democracy. There are other roots of democracy and uh, Indian is not only the biggest democracy uh, in the world right now. I just heard today, uh, we are recording this on the 26th, uh, you have uh, Republic's Day in India, which is uh, a celebration of your democracy also uh, to a degree. And so India is a huge democracy uh, and India has deep roots in democracy. And uh, part of the roots are also in rural uh, India. And you as a youth movement in one of the metropolitan areas in India, if not, one say the global metropolitan area in, in Mumbai, uh, you are on one hand connected uh, to the metropolitan areas around the, around the globe from, from New York and London, but also you are connected of course to India, to your own roots uh, and to rural India. And you as a youth movement um, are connected uh, to this uh, deep democracy process that you call RAN. And I'm just very curious about it. Uh, what is this RAN? Where does it come from? How does it work? How did you get acquainted with this? Um, and um, yeah, uh, why are you fascinated by this? So if one of you just wants to start and uh, Tell me a little bit, uh, Ran, consensus democracy, uh, what is this? Whoever the two of you wants to start. Or maybe Kejal, you wanna, you wanna jump in? Sure, I can start and then Ashok, you can keep adding. Um, so for us, uh, some of our ideas and principles did start a lot from just the readings of Gandhi and Vinoba. Being in India, we cannot miss the presence of Gandhi in uh, social work and how his ideas came into picture. So his inspiration and of course from him, Vinoba Bhave, who's considered to be his uh, spiritual successor and some of his ideas are really way forward uh, from where Gandhi started. And he really spoke a lot about uh, collective consciousness and collective decision-making in the last parts of his years. And this started more from, he did something called as Bhutan movement, which is called the land gift movement, where he 
went to people and evoked from the spirit of oneness that you know why don't you come and give your land and then we can give it to the poor people who don't have and the amount of land he was able to bring um, all across india and redistribute was massive um, so in an experiment it was really shifting for a lot of people in india and what happened after that is still some people uh, fought over it some people took back and there were a lot of issues later on so from his own reflections eventually he came down to this idea saying that it's not about one person being able to really move a lot of people eventually if we really have to move the consciousness needs to shift and for consciousness to shift um of one person is not important but all of us is important and hence he brought in this idea of collective decision making um and from there the whole collective consciousness will emerge because in each other's presence is when we can learn and he set up something called as brahma vidya mandir it's an ashram for women um in interiors of maharashtra because he realized women didn't have access that time to these spaces and they couldn't really come and pursue again something that came up from his life so this is one of our initial inspiration and starting off of this idea but we also found that one place where this actually was experimented and really alive was menda lekha a tribal village in maharashtra again and mohan bai was uh, one of the person who's really helped set up this uh thing in menda lekha and really guided the tribals also uh, on how to kind of distinguish some of the learnings and move forward so these tribal people in maharashtra already had a spirit or a social justice angle in what they were doing in the way they would decide but they were not really able to take it to other aspects of their life and other ways of decision making in their village so mohan bai uh, coming to their village was in one way something that started off this for them and uh, ashok maybe you want to add a little bit around how from there it inspired us as a youth movement to take up sure um so like kajal said uh, the whole thing for us the whole concept of uh, deep democracy for us started with the readings and everything but when uh, abhishek who's the co-founder of the blue ribbon movement uh, he came in contact with mohan bhai that's when the real understanding and deepening the whole collective understanding of the deep democracy concept the 100% consent based model that emerged so um, mohan bhai is someone like uh, kajal said he's someone who has been in menda lekha for the last 25 years and he has been working and helping uh, them build build their democratic processes build their uh, lives around this so when we got when, when we got to learn from him from it's it's like directly learning from someone who has actually started it or started implementing it in a large space that that was a shifting moment for us so uh, then a few questions that came for us was uh, so the the village in which um, mohan bhai works they have common needs they have common understanding they have common resources which needs to be talked about which need to be worked about how can we who are living in an urban space who are living our own lives along with being part of a youth movement we we not necessarily always have a common need we don't necessarily uh, share a common space how can we uh, develop and engage in this process of sarvanumati as we call it uh, the 100% consent model how can we engage in it how can we take it further how can we build our um, expertise of that sort or um, capability would be a better word how can we build our capability in uh, running a youth movement 
which can actually work on this model which can actually make decisions based on 100% consent so that's how it came to us and it has been uh, say more than 3 years almost uh, since we have been uh, like following the principles of 100% consent following the principles of deep democracy in uh, in taking the work which uh, initially vinoba and then mohan bai did uh, in uh, mendalekha in taking that work forward and also at the same time deepening our understanding of the same process i find very fascinating several things uh one uh, uh and thank you for kechal for bringing this in this whole deep democracy movement is something that also starts with gandhi and uh, gandhi of course is one of the world figures also of the integration of a spiritual consciousness perspective and a deep democracy perspective he stands maybe like no other uh, also on a global scale in a global scale for this understanding that uh, a consciousness change and society change go hand in hand and it has has to have deep spiritual roots and it seems that um this is something that is very much alive also still in india and also maybe not everyone no, i guess everyone does know that gandhi also had a very focus point on what was happening in the indian villages not only focusing on the metropolitan areas but what's happening in the country communities in the tribal communities also in in the smaller nations that are part of of india in the indigenous nations and it seems uh what mohan uh, found there in this village in this rural area is also an uh, indigenous population who still uh, has very much their own roots in their in their in their own relationship to the land to the country uh, to the people itself and from their understanding that democracy does not necessarily mean that a majority decides against the minority but that it means uh the people can come together uh, let's put it as one voice and uh this 100% consensus ashok that you are uh, pointing at is basically coming together as one voice and of course one can say uh yeah that's maybe easy for people who are still related to nature and in small indigenous communities but uh for modern time that's kind of an illu- illusionary process uh and so for modern times we need democracy as we know it from europe as a, uh, a democracy with majority and minority and the majority rules and the minority has to submit uh so you are in an interesting position being a youth movement in mumbai which is very much connected uh to uh, all the uh, cutting edge developments around the world but you learn from a process that comes from the indian countryside and you seem to be very fascinated about this 100% consensus model uh can you tell me how why and how what happened when you when you heard about this what was your process working with it what were your doubts does it really work with you what are the difficulties and uh, what is the learning process maybe ashok if you want to continue because you just started that also i'm sure so uh, the process how it started um, so three years back when we went for a retreat uh, we have this process called retreat where we go on uh, bi annual retreats where we reflect over our year reflect over the how the movement is working and th- th- it's a space to also relax and get back stronger for the upcoming months 
So there actually is when uh, we started the conversation around uh, Sarvanumati or 100% consent based decision making. And we did three days of intense study circles amongst all the people who are present to understand first, first and foremost, understand what, what it is, what, what is it that we are trying to talk about? What is it that we are trying to adopt? And then actually going into a 100% consent decision making of adopting the said model because uh, at the core of it i feel unless and until all of us agree that uh, uh, such a model where 100% consent is taken from everyone if everyone is not on board with it we cannot go forward mm-hmm. so in a way uh, you need 100% consent to him- implement 100% consent model so that that that's how it started back in 2018 uh, and Quite frankly, uh, when when it started, after the three days, I was very skeptical. I myself was very skeptical. A couple of us were because we had never heard of how how can we go, uh, how can we take hundred percent consent from everyone? How will this process go? There were a lot of questions around it about it slowing down the whole process, about it uh, not being efficient, about it unnecessarily stretching a point or, or in in a dialogue or in a conversation because. Uh, just one person is not agreeing to it because we have always been exposed to a majoritarian majoritarian democracy, uh, majority wins kind of a thing where uh, like if the fifty one percent that mark is saying something that needs to be done. But what we did understand was even though the fifty one percent, even though the majority is saying, there is a large, a considerable number which is saying otherwise, and we cannot ignore it. Even if that number is not, say, 49%, even if that number is, say, 10%, even if that number is 1%, it is some number which is saying otherwise. And it is important to hear that voice. Because otherwise, in a way, we are being violent on them by not listening to them. And non-violence is at the essence of uh, the 100% consent model. Because if if you're able to get everyone to speak, if you're able to uh, hear everyone speak, if you're able to get everyone's opinion, and then you go ahead, there's a lot of ownership that comes in that decision. There's a lot of uh, accountability, self-accountability from the people who have actually passed the decision that comes as well as it is not violent at all because you are taking consent from everyone. Everyone is essentially saying that, okay, I am okay with doing it. I do not have a problem with doing it or I'm at least okay to try it out. If not like completely on board, I'm okay to try it out. Give it a chance. So that's that's how we started from 2018. Uh, it has been a long road, I would say. There were a couple of decisions which we felt, okay, it is going to take a long time. The process is get, uh, taking too long to get completed. But then at the end, what we realized was once that long time of dialoguing uh, has completed, it is actually what comes out, the result that comes out is very, very much finished. It is not a work in progress afterwards. Because a lot of time, just because for, for efficiency, we might take decisions based on what the majority is saying and then keep on reworking it, reworking it because the system fails or because something is not working. But since we spent a lot of time in actually building the system, in actually building what needs to be done or in actually having dialogue with everyone, taking everyone on board, the system was kind of very flawless. I won't say completely flawless, but close to it. So the post working, once the decision has been made, reduces. So overall, if you see 
the efficiency aspect which we had doubts in i personally had doubts in that actually gets covered because in the long run it it is it comes down to same but better and in a non violent way maybe also as a question for you uh, k charl i mean uh, one would think consensus democracy uh, is very slow basically everything uh, gets impossible one person has some some opposition about something and you have to discuss it for ages uh, and you are a, a youth movement who organizes also uh, leadership uh, in 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 mumbai in the metropolitan area you, you organize people how to change society in in the city in in the country uh, you have to make decisions um is your experience really that uh, uh that this is um a process that is not slowing you down that is helping you and if so how right um uh, that's always the first um, you know dilemma that comes in that it will slow down the decision making process um and i will not deny a part of it is it does slow down some parts of it and it does take a little bit of time it is a process of building patience uh but alongside i think the question then comes is that slowness worth it and i think for us in our experience eventually we've come down to realizing that some amount of things do get slow and specifically in the beginning of it when we were really setting it up because we were starting from scratch we had to really decide every small bit like which will be the values which will be the principles how will that come in because we were adopting it from a tribal village where people were staying together in a land based community and we are a purpose driven community uh, we stay at different parts and we are all volunteering we don't even have full time uh you know to engage in it so for us uh, we really had to adopt everything from scratch and hence rebuild the entire system in in a way that really fulfills the reason why we are coming together as a community and that did take a lot of time for us it did also uh, need us to kind of set in our own boundaries and our own ground rules and in the process it was slow for us but as we are developing we are also realizing that it also build a shared sense of understanding and coherence of a very different type or of a very different quality we didn't have to uh, you know we don't as an when we compare ourselves with an organization since we call ourselves a movement we can really contrast some of the things in an organization uh, only a couple couple of people are the leadership top the founders are the people who go and represent the organization and they are the only people who are well informed and they're the only people who can uh, keep doing certain quality roles and what happens is everybody else in the pyramid of the organization then becomes somebody who just has to do the things that have been said but since we always started the base together and everything was discussed and the knowledge and the information kept coming to the collective the base was so strong of knowledge that now anybody from brm can actually go and represent brm because everybody's shared sense of understanding is very similar so it takes a it took a time in the beginning but as it grows organically it expands it's able to really reach wider and it's able to really also go deeper with that entire process and as we are also learning we're also learning pragmatic ways of applying what happens is when we talk about sarvanumati um what comes in our head is this utopian idea saying that you know everybody has to agree to everything but we are saying everybody doesn't have to agree to everything everybody has to consent to it and consent may not mean complete agreement but may just mean uh, permission to take the action and in the meanwhile uh, it may not really affect me as much it may not be violent towards me but i'm okay to live with it i wouldn't it would mean it may not be my preferred way of doing that action so consent in itself is a very workable model 
Hence, it is permission, consent, which is anumati. And sahamati is 100% consensus. Consensus really means that all of us are agreeing on everything all the time. So consensus may be difficult, but taking consent uh, is not as difficult. It, it, it doesn't require as much time, as much consensus will require in terms of really sitting together, discussing and thinking. And another point is also very important to consider is the wisdom in the collective. When you take the 100% consent, you've already heard every voice which would have opposed and also the wisdom of that voice. A lot of times as uh, the voice of the minority has some wisdom which we ignore or which we do not want to pay attention to. And when that comes into the process, the resistance that you face or we face when we are doing something uh, really reduces. So it becomes like a very, it becomes much more workable as a process, workable as a way of going forward. And in our own experience, we do run projects, we do uh, have deadlines, deliverables, and we've come down to an agreement of a model that works for all of us. And there may be some parts where some decisions may be taken by a fewer number of people, but the group has consented that these few number of people can take these decisions and everybody in the group doesn't need to uh, be uh, engaged in taking decisions for these a particular projects. And that everybody consents. So it's easier to move forward with that. Which mm. also leads me to a question that I want to ask both of you, whoever wants to ask, answer first. A little touch on it already, uh, Kechal. How did this process change you, all of you? Did it change first? And if yes, how? I know it's a personal question, but uh, it's definitely an interesting one. Okay, I can start. Uh, I, think, I think one very, very clear thing I would say this process has changed each of us. And from all of us who've been part of it, uh, one definitely very clear when we talk about deliverables, outcomes, impact, is definitely the personal growth that happens of an individual. Because when you are with a collective, um, there are higher chances of you are disagreeing to things. Uh, somebody bringing out to you things which you may have not liked and something irritating or something triggering you. But you are, you made this decision by locking up yourself into this 100% consent-based decision model that you will walk together irrespective of anything that happens. And that is a great way to learn together from each other. That is a great way of really also being able to see parts of you, uh, opinions of yours, which you wouldn't really otherwise look at or just go away with it. So for me personally, uh, it's been a huge, huge learning to be able to come out and voice my opinion. Most of the times I would have been just okay with, you know, whatever is going on, let's just go with it. And uh, eventually I realized I didn't like the way things happened. And for me, I had to really push myself to see, okay, I do not agree to this. And I really need to come out and say that I don't agree to this for X, Y, Z reason. Because otherwise what happens, uh, what would have happened is that I would have just agreed to everybody just because, you know, everybody's saying, so just like do it. The process really forced me to ask myself, what do I feel about this as an individual? And do I really understand what this situation asks of me? And now do I consent to this? So it brought that sense of, awareness and responsibility because mm. I know if I consent to it I will also take the responsibility to make sure that I do it at the end of it mm. so that for me was a very important shift alongside I also built a lot of patience and understanding of the extremely diverse set of views people can have mm. I couldn't imagine that for the same situation which I look at it from one way people could look at it from 100 other dimensions and then come up with it 
um, so that was another very important thing for me. Ashok, you were particular laughing uh, when the word patience came up. Uh, uh, how, what did it do to you? And how so, did you perceive what it did to all of we, all of you, just also the group as a whole? So uh, majorly, I was laughing because patience has been something that I've gained because of the process. Uh, innately, I have always been a very impatient person like just wanting to get over things just wanting to get ahead and just wanting to like let's let's get it over with that kind of a person so but this process since uh, like kajal mentioned we have logged ourselves into uh, a 100% consent model it actually ingrained some level of patience within me now i do think twice thrice there, there is uh, how how should i put it there is some level of clarity as well as uh, uh, stillness mm-hmm. in me that has been developed because of it. Uh, I won't say I'm completely like I'm the most patient person on earth right now. That that hasn't happened. Uh, but yeah, definitely my patience. I, if you ask me like four years ago how I was and now I, how I am, it has definitely changed. And this I'm not saying based on what I think, but based on what others have told me, mm-hmm. like how much I have changed in that aspect. So mm-hmm. patience definitely, and hence that was the reason I was uh, smiling, laughing a bit when Kajal mentioned patience, patience because that is something common that I have gained. Uh, yeah, other than that, I I feel the 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 feeling of collective, the feeling of being part of a collective and thinking for the collective and not just for yourself. That is something that that I have personally gained. I have seen others also some some others also who have inculcated that in themselves. But personally, if I have to see for myself, I have definitely gained that for myself because how how do I go about things? How instead of thinking, how do I go about it? Now I can I I want to think. It's not that I need to think, but now I want to think or would like to think. How can we go about it? How mm-hmm. can we achieve something? How can we go forward? Mm-hmm. And not just it, it it has shifted from an I perspective to a we perspective. Mm-hmm. So definitely that that shift uh, I feel is there, uh, yeah, and just just a lot of acknowledgement of others' opinions. I I would say because uh, I, I the person in uh, I was I guess four five years back. If you if you had talked to me, the person I was would have been very brash, would have been very rash, uh, always wanting to be rational. I'm not saying the rationality has gone away. Uh, I'm still wanting to be rational, but at the same time, wanting to understand what the other person's opinion is. Where is that person coming from? What is the background? Why is that person saying whatever they are saying, and not just brushing it aside just because it doesn't match with my ideology or my thinking? What I hear from from both of you, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is an enhanced appreciation for the other perspectives, and because uh, it's not just about basically. Uh, yeah, who is in the majority, and let's just go with what the majority says, but you, you, the thing is, you have to come together somehow. <laughs> and everyone, every single one can prevent to come together. So every single perspective has to somehow uh, join uh, the, the shared will. So, uh, and both of you are nodding as I'm, 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 I'm saying that. So uh, I, my guess, it, it, it also teaches one, and maybe this is also connected to the patients that you're to really understand the other perspective for once. 
and also to find ways how to integrate different perspectives into a shared will, a shared process, and a shared outcome. Yeah. In fact, I would also kind of expand that to saying that how do you expand your own sense of uh, community or your own sense of care? Like rather than just caring for myself, I start expanding my consciousness to care about people alongside with me and along with me. Mm-hmm. And that really expands as the individual's identity grows from the I to the we. And the sense of power we feel as a we is so much more stronger. And the sense of strength and support that comes from that we is so much more that when we are moving forward, we know we have an entire collective with us who's going to be walking with us. And that also is inculcated in us a lot of responsibility. Um, as young people, uh, when we, a lot of us started, we were in our early 20s, from early 20s to now being in our later 20s. A lot of sense of responsibility has also come up with it. And as newer members in the movement are coming, we're also seeing our own leadership grow with each of this. So how do we uh, grow up at the same time, keep pushing our own edge and also create space for the next set of people who are coming in since it's a consent-based open flat model in that way. So as in how younger people are coming in, they also ask a same set of questions. So you, and at times they ask us questions saying that, okay, why do you think this is so? And I really want to probably answer that because I've been here for six years, I know this is so, but I wouldn't give that as an answer, but I would rather explain myself and give an equal amount of um, space to that individual for their inquiry. And in that inquiry, build a shared learning and understanding, keeping it fresh and alive at the same time. So I would also say what's happening is our leadership skills are growing in terms of our own responsibility and creating space for the next person, you know, I think that's something we keep missing. We just want to keep create, build ourselves, build ourselves and keep becoming better people. But how do we also build others? And how do we also expand space and keep widening the our idea of the we? I think that's something that's been happening. I guess one, one perspective that you will be confronted with from the outside is that, oh, yes, uh, uh, you are an idealistic bunch of young people uh, connected by an idealistic cause. Uh, I understand that something like this can work with you guys, uh, but in any other circumstances, this doesn't really work. So it's, it's, it's for kind of idealists like you, that's maybe something to work with, but uh, for developing democracy, that's not the case. Uh, first, is this a voice that you're hearing and, and how are you responding to this? Um, so when, when you mentioned the idea of it not working with everyone, I felt it, so it, it is the case that the collective, which we are, we are not the same person. We are part of a collective, but I am so much different than who Kajal is. Kajal is so much different than what some other person from the collective is. So it's not that all of us are idealistic. All of us are thinking the same way for each and everything. The way I would approach things would be sometimes drastically different than what others are doing so i i feel in a way we are bringing in voice of different areas of different views so it's not just the idealism that is there because personally i i am not an idealistic person i try i i am that person who who would find nooks in each and everything and like like how can this not work instead of seeing how can it work my first idea would be what are the ways it can fail and then w- working towards it. 
so if i believe in it i feel i personally feel if i am believing in it then it is something that we can give a try for and that like kajal mentioned is what we are asking we are not asking that okay you you be 100% on board with it and be like give your consensus but 100% consent is what we are asking that i am willing to give it a try i'm i'm okay if this happens i'm okay to see where this leads so when we say that it might not work with others i wouldn't agree personally because uh, i have seen so when when as part of the campaign which we are doing right now we have done uh, actual workshop of experiencing how to make decisions and we don't have a control who comes in those events who comes in that session and even in that session we were able to build a, a space build an atmosphere where people were thinking for each other people who didn't even know each other were thinking about each other because the idea is to just give it a try and uh, one other question i have and i'm curious if uh, is this something that that you are contemplating uh, it connects to what i asked in the beginning um india is the biggest uh, democracy on earth and uh, usually at least in europe one thinks uh, of, of europe being the cradle of democracy and to some degree that's also true but uh, not, uh, not not completely and there uh, and there are other roads um do you think the experiment that you're in with this deep democracy consensus democracy is there something unique indian in the perspective that basically is also rooted in the indian culture and is it something uh but you think that also other cultures can learn from the indian experience yeah i uh, so think i can take that one what uh, i wanted to also elaborate a little bit more on this idea of idealism and pragmatism somewhere okay. also with india what is associated is this entire idea of a land of ideals and values and uh, hence anything uh, being experimented there or anything that comes from there also look gets looked at as something you know which is much more um, ethically morally and valuistically higher order in, in so to say way uh, there is a lot of wisdom traditions in india are definitely there and uh, this comes from some of these wisdom traditions But i wouldn't say that it does it, it is not a practical wisdom tradition that can't be applied i think what has happened with all of us is in our experience the kind of ex- uh, real life experiences we are having we're not really able to uh, it's really difficult for us to imagine something beyond that so we just look at incrementally growing or improving or being better and when an idea comes which seems like a radical idea our expectations are so high that we always look at it to be 100% perfect uh so instead of being 100% perfect can we give a certain leeway and say that let's experiment and can we make it 80% uh, work with the 80% and try to improvise it so any uh, so as we do these workshops which ashok was mentioning where we experiment with sarvanumati and then when we are reflecting with people the question that comes up from there also is that you know but what about this whole idea that i had to give up my idea and really agree with other people's idea or i had to there is some sense of sacrifice being there so how can we kind of you know avoid that like 100% consent never meant that each person's idea will be fully accepted 100% consent would require all of us to negotiate and come together so the idea of uh, what are our idea of ideals also needs to be re- evaluated i would say 
and then when we are coming together and uh, doing some of these things initiating them as an experiment i would say is the first step after that then looking at it and uh, really saying that what is a workable way of taking this forward because all of us live in times where time and urgency is always part of it so how do we uh, look at it from that angle and make it work and i would say it does requires some amount of uh, understanding of the concept some amount of experience and expertise to hold the process in a certain manner uh, because that how do you hold the process really changes in the way you are able to uh, work with the process and learn from the process and then eventually able to take it in your uh, own setups so i would say uh, indian traditions and has one definitely some of this is innate also for us just because probably uh, the idea of community is very strong and hence maybe some of these may be much more um easy but i also feel the idea of individualism is also growing a lot in india and uh, that also is now getting uh, getting space with the collective and the idea of individual and collective are also kind of merging together and hence this becomes in one way a way of looking at it integrally rather than just looking at it either individualistically or as a community but looking at it as an individual who is part of a community and then together working with it finding a way of a uh, pragmatic ideal idealism rather than just being ideal or just being very practical ashok your ideas on this do you think there's something particular uh, indian uh, and there's also something in indian perspective that uh, um looking from the outside from india from europe as i'm looking here or looking from other continents where um yeah the indian ex uh, experiment is something worth look looking and learning from looking to and learning from um i'm not sure about the indianness of, of the idea because the mm -hmm. idea is based on the concept of non violence of including everyone mm -hmm. so it i personally feel it will be wrong to say that only indians do that or indians believe in the idea of non violence because at the core of it when when we consider humanity we we we, we would be non violent we would want to be non violent we cannot say that there india has always been non violent and the western countries have been very violent with each other that that's not the idea so the idea for us for personally for the collective which we are part of for blue ribbon movement it has emerged from the indians who have been there before us from vinoba from gandhi from uh, mohan bhai from mandalika but the idea in itself is based on the concept of non violence and inclusivity and so it i i don't think it will be right for me to say that it's an indian concept but it's a human concept beautiful let me also turn to the future or uh, uh you learn from mohan you learn from the ganin experience you learned uh also how mohan developed this concept in the indian countryside you kind of experimented and are experimenting with this uh in the mumbai area in uh your movement in the blue river movement uh you are working with other people introducing other people to this concept the campaign that you're running right now is also introducing this concept to broader circles uh what's your vision where in 5 years in 10 years how could this concept uh uh unfold uh take root 
uh, where can you where do you see this can go and how would this look like hmm. um i would say one is we're also still learning so just three years into this is i wouldn't say we've arrived at anything uh, completely we're still learning uh, we're also still experimenting and figuring out what are more workable practical ways of taking it up um, but from where we are right now we've been able to find that this as a process definitely something um, which can be really interesting if we're able to develop it in a way that it's transferable and as a vision what we are right now trying to do is we would be right, trying to write down more and more about what we are doing just to first establish this entire idea that it is possible just to instill this belief that this is attainable and this is the first time we have come out with the sarvanumati campaign and we were very nervous and excited both because we've never been out with it we've done this experiment inside and most of the time when people would ask us what are you doing like yeah we're doing this 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 so we would mostly tell about our projects and a little bit about this because we couldn't really uh, tell it all out and we didn't expect that everybody would even understand what we were trying to do because it seems like a very radically different idea to even think about especially in times where we are living so one is of course we want to write a lot we want to put a lot of knowledge and resources out and just establish that this is possible and if mendalika is one place where it has been happening for say like um last around 30 years and they've come up with some really amazing uh, experiences from there i'm sure we are also on to that and we are also learning from there uh, so what we would other than this like to do is also build it in a way that the format or the tool or the processes can be taken in different places so what would be an easy way of experimenting and experiencing this process in say 2 hours or 3 hours and how can those tools and processes be taken and as people take them up um, they can take and modify it for their own context and they can take it up in a way that it is applicable and real for them so we're not saying that everybody has to just do 100% consent maybe some of them would want to just do Uh, say 80% consent and that's also a great step from where we are just the idea of taking consent as a process just being able to listen also is a great uh, moving ahead from where we are uh, for us as a movement we would like to also experiment and do something called as san labs and san, san experiments and see if we can use technology in this because we feel technology can bring in a lot of ease uh, a lot of scale in terms of the amount of people it can reach in terms in forms of maybe games activities and very fun simple things at the beginning and not really complex decision making for say our lives but very simple ways of deciding some things and from there then take it up and see if these can be taken to networks these can be taken to other places of communities collectives where people are really interested to attempt it so i would say that's our broad vision for taking this forward Ashok where do you see this going um so for me personally uh, i feel when we talk about the vision of how we want to take sarvanumati ahead it is creating more spaces where this can be practiced now it can be practiced in their own versions like for example uh, mendalika practices it in a more a uh, physical space they meet up they 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 are physically there together brm has adopted it and adapted it in a way that we are able mm-hmm. to do it in a virtual space as well because that's what our need is that's how it works for us but what i would want is more and more communities more and more collectives heading towards it 
we cannot be very ideal about it that everyone has to do 100% consent like kajal said that 80% is also a start it's a good start but thinking about the collective thinking about collectively going forward instead of one person model or a majoritarian model only so just more and more people and more and more communities actually giving it a try maybe uh, if i if i may put it that way that consenting to consent uh, by different communities great is we also at the end of our time i think this is a great uh, last statement uh, consenting to, uh, to try consent and i think that's very much what the experiment is about that you're trying so thank you very much first for um yeah having the courage for this experiment and also thank you very much for sharing this with us thank, thank you, you so Ashok. much for thank inviting you. us thomas really happy to be here sharing our experience and ideas and hope all of you can also join me thank you thank you thomas